Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Episode 15. Going to be a Golden Nuggets episode. Uh, man, I love these episodes. The last couple interviews I've had have been bomb. It's been awesome as I've kind of gone through more shows and I feel like I'm starting to you know, get a little more comfortable and familiar with the setting and with interviewing somebody and asking the right questions at the right time. And granted, I say that, but it's really not that difficult either because a lot of times I'm just genuinely interested in the people I'm interviewing and interviewing their lives and what's kind of going on with them. And the last couple of interviews I thought were amazing. People I had on were awesome. This episode, we're going to kind of recap my takeaways from talking with Austin Dykstra and Carrie Coleman. And then lastly with Eli Kaczynski. Uh, three phenomenal interviews. Uh, I, I had major takeaways from all of them. And it was really cool to be able to hear their insights from what they've learned from over the years. And, uh, you know, additionally, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the people that are listening. You know, I've had people text me, people call me, uh, you know, tell me in person. From the bottom of my heart, I love you and thank you for listening to the podcast. There are a lot of different things, a lot of different podcasts to listen to, TV shows to watch. There's a bunch of different things in 2020 that are drawing for your attention and drawing for your ears and for your eyes. And it's humbling to me to think that there are people that listen to uh, my podcast and be able to listen to the conversations I have with people. They take time out of their days, whether they're driving, working out, painting, um, you know, I don't, making breakfast, washing the dishes, whatever it may be. The fact that they take time out of their lives to listen to my show is humbling. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you and appreciate everybody for listening. If you want to stay continued uh, to tune in with The Young Pro Show, you can check out The Young Pro Show on all major social media platforms now. I have a Facebook and a Twitter, at The Young Pro Show, and Instagram is at The Young Pro Show DJF. Uh, pretty simple social media platforms, but just simple ways to stay in touch and just kind of get the main keys and points, uh, you know, as I kind of interview each show. So let's get into it. And I'm just going to kind of recap a couple of my takeaways that I had from Austin Dykstra. Phenomenal, phenomenal interview. You know, I mentioned this when I had Brad Bannister on earlier and with talking to Dykstra was awesome. Uh, the relationship that him and I have, you know, been best friends for 10 plus years. You know, we live on the opposite sides of the country. He lives in Las Vegas. I live in Ohio. And just being able to listen to him talk about, you know, I know what he's doing now. I know that he works at the Vegas Golden Knights. How we got there, I wasn't quite certain. So listening to him, one thing that I really, a lot of things I took away, but the first that I'll go over is the fact that he said when applying for jobs, one, he applied to anything and everything at the Vegas Golden Knights. He had it set that he wanted to work in the professional sports world. And he wanted to be in sports media production, even though his degree wasn't in that. That's what he wanted to do. And how did he do it? He sent in every single job that the Golden Knights had open. Resume, 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 resume. And was constantly, and, you know, and just wanted to get his foot in the door. And I take a step back and I think, okay, how does that relate to all of us? Not all of us are going to be relating or, you know, excuse me, applying for, you know, professional sports teams. But what I take away from that that I love is for him, he was looking at the company that he wanted to work for and he was going to do whatever it took to work for that company. What position it was, he didn't care. You know, whatever, I mean, let's be real, whatever position he got in at, he puts a foot in the door. He's not going to stay there for very long and he's going to be able to move around and, <clears throat> excuse me. 
I think with us as normal people, when we apply for jobs, we should take more consideration of what the office, what the organization, what the culture is of the company. Rather than just looking at pay, looking at hours, looking at benefits, yes, those are things that need to be considered, obviously, but looking at a company and the culture and saying, that's some place where I'm going to be appreciated, that's some place that I'm going to love to go to work every day, and you know, this can be a little hard to judge when you're supplying for jobs, but the people you work with, and, you know, not, it's not like this is anything profound. I've heard this from every single person that ever walked the earth, and I can attest to it with every single job I've ever had. The people you work with make a bigger difference than what the job is itself. And for Dykstra, he looked on at the Vegas Golden Knights and said, I want to get in that realm. I want to get in that industry. Did whatever it took, applied all these interviews, had, in my opinion, the best attitude you can have when you're applying for jobs is the worst thing they can say is no. So apply, apply, apply. And he ends up getting a job as a runner. And he talks about how he's basically running back and forth. It was a little over my head, but as far as media production and within the production room, going back and forth, different people. But that was just what he had to do to get his foot in the door, and that was, and he was fine with that, and he was happy with that because that was the company that he wanted to work for. And for him, he was willing to be flexible, willing to work a, uh, a lower position, so to speak, within the company in order to get that started. And he knew once he got in, he was just going to say yes to everything and every opportunity he could possibly have. And he wanted to have a great relationship with the people that worked in there. And I don't think that that can be undervalued at all. And I loved Dykstra. You know, one thing that he talked about when, you know, what is he doing today to reach his dreams of tomorrow? And it just hit me. And I, I greatly appreciate it. He said, wherever you need me, I will be there. How much different with, it? again, my job, whatever it may be, the first three months, six months, a year that you are in a position, how much better is that going to make your job and the atmosphere and you know your likability if you just go in and say, whatever I can do to make your life easier and your life easier and your life easier, that's what I want to do. Too often times, you know, in 2020, in my opinion, I'll stop saying in my opinion, that... <laughs> But in 2020, people always have the I mentality and me, me, what can, you know, what can you do for me? What can the company do for me? What are they going to provide for me? And I'm not saying that you should necessarily get pushed over or walked on, you know, by your employer, but what if you have the mentality of this is company first. I want to put the company first, whatever they can do, whatever I can do to benefit the company and benefit my coworkers and my teammates at this job. How can I make their lives easier by my position and my role? And in, in Dykstra's case, you know, he started as a runner, started as, you know, again, the entry-level position, very quickly was able to move up and move around, and very quickly got on, um, you know, the good shoulder of other individuals and being able to make connections with people. And next thing you know, he's working for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he's doing some basketball games and arenas with, you know, at the... T-Mobile Arena there in Las Vegas. And he was able to get opportunities like that. And he hasn't even been there for that long. But he's able to get opportunities like that because he has the mindset of, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to put the company first for at least a short period of time with getting started. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to 
you know, increase my likability and have, you know, just do the right thing for the company. And again, think of the company first rather than myself. And consequently, in the long run, it really just benefits him and makes him better and makes him connections, more opportunities. And I love that. It's such a countercultural idea, but I thought it was awesome being able to talk about him and, you know, again, just how he was willing to do anything it took to get inside the door. And I love that mindset with a job and putting the company first and not just yourself. Carrie Coleman was my next interview, my teammate at Hitchings. She was incredible. You know, it was very interesting listening to her story, several aspects that I enjoy. The very first thing is she talked about, you know, again, so she's my teammate. I work with her. I see her in a professional setting every single day and, you know, a little bit outside of the office, personal, but then also social media, get to, you know, view her life um, from a, you know, third point of view. And I, when she said that she wakes up at 4.30 every single day, her day is pretty much packed from 4.30 to 10. And I went, yeah. 4.30 in the morning. Whoo! But for her, that's how she gets her day started right. And that's what she said. She said, I love being busy. I enjoy being busy. And that's how I get my day started right. And even at the end, when she talked about what are you doing today to reach your dreams tomorrow, she said consistency. And consistency is one of those things. And I think both, both tie in. From the regards, and again, maybe I'm biased because I'm a morning person as well. I don't know about 4.30. Uh, I'm not quite that much of a morning person. But I think there is something to be said for doing something and get your day started off on the right foot. And everybody can be a little bit different. You know, for those maybe, you know, uh, Christians, I know a lot of people that wake up and read their Bible first thing in the morning because they want to have that one-on-one time with the Lord before they continue forward with their day. For Carrie, you know, it's exercising. It's getting her mental and physical body moving before she gets into the work day. You know, for some people, maybe, you know, reading other books or walking or, you know, making breakfast. Something to get your mind going and starting your day off on a positive experience rather than your alarm going off. 10 minutes before work and you end up walking into work and you're all mad and you're walking in late and you know your keys are jangling in your pocket and you got Starbucks in your hand and people that rely and not necessarily I'm not trying to bash coffee by any means but you know people that just wake up in a horrible mood and they just rely on well you know what the coffee is going to make me feel better and that's going to make me happier and you just start your day off on a miserable beginning rather than being able in Carrie's case and she even mentioned she said you know and when I take a morning off, I feel sluggish. I feel slow. I feel bad. Being able to start something like that every single morning, being able to have that routine, that consistency. And that's what I loved about her talking about the consistency because you think the very first time that she woke up at 4.30 in the morning to work out, you think she smiled and said, yeah, let's go. Doubt it. And even if she did, I promise you she did not on day two and day three. But once you consistently start doing something, consistently get in a good habit, after my cross-country coach in college used to always say it takes 21 days to, to form or break a habit. After 21 days, she gets a routine. 4.30 in the morning is not that hard anymore. 4.30 in the morning is just the routine. It's just when the alarm goes off. And she has that consistency, and then she starts feeling better when she's going into work. She's feeling motivated, motivated, excuse me, feeling energized. 
and she's just starting her day off on the right foot. And consistently to do that is only going to create long-term benefits. And I'm also a firm believer, again, whether it's work, whether it's for myself, exercising, um, you know, spiritual growth and, you know, my time with the Lord and in the, my, in the word and the Bible. But I think there is a lot to be said for being able to see progress, being able to, you know, see yourself in whatever facet grow and again, whether that's physically and you can say, you know what, I only could do 10 pushups when I started this and now a month later I can do 40 pushups or if it's running or it's reading, you know, you feel you're growing closer in your relationship with the Lord, whatever it may be, being able to see growth or maybe it's work and you know, and it's like, man, I used to go be so slow at performing this task. Now I can basically do it with my eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back. Like being able, I think there is, and again, maybe that's just bodies, maybe that's just myself, but like, I love to see growth. I love to see, and one of the keys of growth is consistency, and that's what Carrie talked about, consistency, but that also, you know, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. The other takeaway that I had from Carrie's interview, crazy story, you know, she has her doctorate in pharmacy, and now she is in charge of marketing for an insurance agency. <laughs> you know, very, very different than what her doctorate is in. But with all that said, her quote that I loved, she said, I haven't looked back for one single day. Hmm. On paper, it might, you know, you may scratch your head and say, wait, why does she have her degree in pharmacy if she's doing marketing? However, through that path is what got her to where she is today. Through that path is what makes her have the insights and the experience that she does have. Even though she's not anything within the pharmacy world, she was still able to grow as an individual through that, and that has made her better at her current position, better as an employee, better as a teammate. You know, one thing that I'll say from my experience with Carrie that I really appreciate and she talked about is, you know, with her previous job in the pharmacy was she just felt underappreciated. She felt that they didn't value what, uh, you know, she was offering to the company. And so when she comes to Hitchings and I've only noticed this, it's been 15 months, maybe 16 months since I've been there. So very short time, just over a year. But what I've been able to see Carrie is in, in the way I see is because of that previous experience she had of being underappreciated, she goes above and beyond to make sure that all of us at Hitchings, the nine other of her teammates, that we are all appreciated and more than that, we know that we are appreciated. She goes out of her way to give us compliments, to encourage us, and again, just to let us know, like, you guys are doing awesome work, and, you know, I appreciate it, and the company appreciates what you are doing. And that is something that she, that attribute of hers potentially would have never come up if she didn't have the previous experience where she was feeling underappreciated. So even though on paper it might look a little tangled and a little crazy, um, you know, and I think that's cool that she can look back on that, you know, several years later with lots of experience and, you know, and I just think, okay, then we revert, I reversed the question on myself or on all of us, like, you know, what in our lives did we have planned that we thought, well, this is for sure what I'm going to do. And that's not where we ended up going. And do we look back on that and say, geez, wow, that was such a bad time in my life. I should not have done that. Or wow, I'm such a failure right now. This is not where I ever thought I would be instead saying, you know what, like, 
whether I'm happy or I'm not happy with where I'm at, I am thankful for my past because without my past, I wouldn't be at my present. The last interview that I had, episode 14 with Eli Kaczynski, you know, much different than the interview with Carrie, that Eli has kind of always stayed in the same field and what he's been interested in. You know, always been interested in personal training and fitness and, you know, now today has his own personal training company, his own LLC. That was pretty crazy. I didn't realize he actually, you know, was like, uh, yeah, had an LLC for it, which is cool. But then additionally, you know, him and his wife, Yvonne, have their own athletic wear for clothing, have their own clothing store that they're opening up. So it really cool to hear him and how he just got started in personal training. And he just loved that growing up and running was, you know, his initial love. Um, but then now being able to have this personal training business that he a personal training coach, I guess, and being able to all of ages, you know, whether it's talked about an individual that graduated from Heidelberg that he's training for a marathon right now, he's coming up with the training program, or he also has 60 year old women that have had zero running background, and they just want to start running and for health purposes and him using his talents and his abilities to be able to one on one work with people. But also the long term plan that I love is the idea of the community and being able to bring all these people together to keep each other accountable. And again, whether it's people that have never really exercised in their life and they just want to get healthier or somebody that is very devoted to their fitness, you know, everybody can use each other as accountability and to, you know, push each other. You know, that's one thing I've said about the podcast that I love interviewing people because I feel that every single person, no matter where they are, no matter their experiences in life, they have something that I and you can learn from. And, you know, with building that community with the personal training, no matter where you are on, you know, in this instance, the fitness scale, you can still learn something from somebody else. You can still be motivated by somebody else. And it's just really cool to have that group to be able to come together. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of a couple of hiccups with, uh, with COVID right now. So I'm praying that, you know, this gets resolved shortly, you know, in Eli's sake so that, you know, he can continue to build that community that they have there in South Carolina. Then he talks about running a clothing store with his wife. So awesome and such a blessing for him and Yvonne to be able to run this clothing store together, you know, and that is something that's, um, you know, a dream that they have. And it, for me, it was really cool to listen during the interview and you could just hear Eli's passion and, you know, his energy for it. And, you know, and right now, again, with the personal training and with the clothing store, it's kind of, you know, it's a new business and there's a lot of gray area. You don't really know where it's going to go, how fast it's going to go, but just to be able to dream and to have visions and goals and to reach after it and, you know, one thing after another, you know, just being able to see pieces of the puzzle come together uh, that, you know, maybe him and Yvonne have planned or they did not plan is just really awesome. And just really appreciated that, you know, with Eli and him talking, you know, similar with Carrie, just talking about being productive, being productive with his time and researching, coaching and ideas. And I think the concept of time management cannot be undervalued. And I think it's funny, again, being a recent, I call myself a recent college graduate, but I mean, it's been two years, you know, this May will be three years, but nonetheless, 
you know, you go from in college, for me, I graduated high school, I'm going into college, and I felt like everybody, everybody told me, college is going to teach you about time management. College is going to teach you about time management. It's all about making sure you can squeeze all this in here and there and that and this. And and they were right. I did learn a lot about time management. But then I feel like I graduate college, and it's almost the exact opposite. Because you go from having classes and having practice and being in this group and that organization and having this and that and this study group to for in my case I graduate college and I start working and I'm just working an eight to five and it's like I get off at five and I'm like now what (laughs) and on one hand I think man this time management thing is easy like I have nothing I don't have to manage my time because I have nothing to do with my time like this is so awesome. And, you know, at first, for maybe a couple weeks, month, it's great. But I think it's good, again, like Carrie, to get in a consistency, to get into a habit and a consistent, you know, whether it's daily or weekly flow and you know what you're doing and you are bettering yourself in different aspects of your life. And yes, there needs to be a balance. Obviously, you need to enjoy life and you need to be able to relax. And when I say bettering yourself, it can be things that you enjoy. But, you know, being able to have goals and being able to have something to strive after. And as I mentioned before as well, I just feel like a broken record at this point. But being able to see progress and being able to see growth and whether that's at your job. But then, okay, what are you doing when you get off a clock, when you get off at five o'clock? Or, you know, maybe you don't have traditional hours. But nonetheless, just being able to grow and consistently see positive change and it, you know, and not just kind of fall into a funk and, uh, you know, almost you could probably argue even a depression as well and just say, you know, I don't have anything to do with my life. I have nothing to shoot for, nothing to strive after. Like, what do I do with my life outside of work? And you know what? Pick up hobbies, pick up things, learn new traits, learn new, you know, things that you can do with your time. And again, obviously every person is different and you want to find a balance between enjoying your life. And again, I'm not trying to say you can't enjoy things that you're working hard at, but for some people, they might listen to this and say, wow, this sounds exhausting. Like, uh, Dom, I've loved the previous episodes, but this sounds like horrendous. Like, I just need time to rest. And having that time to rest is good, but also trying to find hobbies and find things to just fill your time with. So you're not just sitting in a bed watching television or on your phone from 5.30 p.m. until 11 until you wake up and do it all over again tomorrow. Those were just a couple of my takeaways that I had from these last three episodes. Greatly appreciated their insight. It was awesome being able to interview them, talk to them all in the different environment. And, you know, it's really cool just for myself, I, you know, being able to grow, but also just being able to talk to other people about their insights and what they have to offer as well. So again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I appreciate every single one of you. God bless you. And I hope you have a great week. Thank you.